Christina, you have been designing costumes for over 20 years. How did you get into this? Well, it started a long time ago. I was in theater for 10 years, and um, as the film industry started to grow in Vancouver, a lot of us kind of migrated over into that. It was sort of a natural transition at the time, and... uh, and then I loved it and kind of never went back to theater, basically. How did you get into theater originally? Was it your pursuit to get to get into costume design, or was it just something that you fell into? Tell us I about fell it. into No, absolutely fell into it. I you know, didn't quite know what I was doing, although I'd always loved theater, and, um, and I always loved uh, clothing, shall we say. And mm-hmm. uh, then by sheer happenstance, I ended up um, working in our sort of major uh, theater company and I worked with a woman who was out from London and um, she taught me an awful lot. It was in the days when you could kind of almost apprentice. So I I did a lot of theater work and did did do some design for theater and then, as I say, made the the shift over. Mm -hmm. What kind of differences were there? Between doing design work for theater, costume designing, and then and then and then for television and movies, are there timetable differences? Are there like oh, lighting and and cost? How, how does that work? Well, it's it is well, it's quite hugely different. I mean, the theater that I was involved in, I mean, it was my, I mean, it's theatrical or very period oriented, and you know, a lot of um, that sort of. Uh, approach is is very overdone if you if you see it on film you know mm-hmm. what i mean it, it, it on film everything has to be very real even if it is like a period costume mm-hmm. you you have to change your theatricality you know you have to tone that right down unless mm-hmm. you're doing sort of some kind of a very special piece so um yeah i mean it's uh you're, you're dealing with much more reality however as time passed and you know kind of science fiction started to come into my life, then there's a different kind of theatricality, which um, I absolutely love, because we got back into what I call real costume, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's fabulous. So, I mean, although it's not specifically period or whatever, it's extremely um, creative and, you know, it can be very, very strange and very challenging in a really wonderful way. So. Uh, you worked on Highlander. That was one of my favorite television oh. series when I was growing up. You can tell how young I am that way. Well, that's okay. I was young then, too. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. That was my. That still is one of my favorite shows, partly because it had this wonderful time travel, and we got to, um, you know, kind of go to different you know, parts of the world in different periods, and it was just totally something I loved. And that was before I had sort of discovered this other science fiction world but at at that point that was my favorite show Mm -hmm. and i did love it would you have preferred science fiction shows or like doctors and lawyers shows where you can just basically go to a store or a specialty shop and buy whatever (laughs) no 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 i i love the challenge and i love the creativity of the science fiction world it's fabulous i mean i i just very happy with you know the, the fact that i've been able to do it for quite a long time now um, no, the, I don't mind sort of having the odd break from it, you know, because sometimes you, you sort of your mind begins to seize up with trying to find something new to do. Exactly. You know, and I mean, I must say over the years that I was on Stargate, there were times when it was like, oh, my God, how many ways can you cut the cloth? <laughs> how many, you know, I mean, you know, there's only so many things you can do. So, I mean, the challenge is like huge. 
And um, so it's a, it's almost relaxing to be able to do a, a show where everybody's wearing a suit, you know. It's yeah, like, exactly. Ooh, you know, you know <laughs> Apophis is coming in in gold trim every single week. Wouldn't you just like him to show up in jeans and a T-shirt for well, once? Exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, it's nice if there's a bit of a mix, you know, and that you can sort of go both ways because each, each kind of thing offers its own challenge, you know. Michael Shanks I, early on was talking about how when he was playing Daniel earlier in the show, the show was much more ba- and here's an interesting, you mentioned time travel, the mm. show was much more based in ancient earth cultures yes. and as the show yes. grew, you guys began to develop your own mythology That's very true, oh totally yes, I mean in the beginning because I mean that's where the movie started it you know, yes. so we were in the ancient world and then we started creating worlds and uh, boy that was fun and interesting and um again hugely challenging and that carried on through into atlantis because i mean of course those were totally created worlds when you you would do a planet like pelops planet in season one i think the episode was brief candle has a very very strong greek uh greek mythology would you Mm -hmm. have to would you get greek books and 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 look Mm -hmm. into there for inspiration or would you would you just go from scratch no, well, actually, a, a lot of the reference work was artwork, and not specifically historic, because, I mean, okay. that's, you know, scratchings on a wall or, you yeah. know, kind of a, you know, whatever. <laughs> Hieroglyphs and carvings. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there are some wonderful um, paintings, and I, I think that one in particular, there was, I, I seem to remember that there was a painting from the, probably the 19th century, that because they romanticized the, the Greek era. Yes. And so there's some really beautiful paintings from that period, or, you know, from, you know, early 19th century or something like that. And I think that was where I sort of took my, my sort of lead from that, for that particular mm-hmm. episode, because mm-hmm. it was kind of all flowy and, you mm-hmm. know. Would yeah. you work pretty closely with Richard Hudolin to make sure that the uh, the sets match the costumes reasonably well? well? Like it, they felt in this, they fit into the same universe. Yes, yes, it is important to kind of work with your um, production designer, art director, and your set decorators. You know, just so that you're all sort of trying to keep the color palette um, exactly. together, and uh, you know, obviously the style. I mean, some some um, production designers and are, are more involved and more concerned about costume than others. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, in a, a different sort of situation, but you do have to work with them, absolutely. Mm-hmm. When you were brought aboard to do Stargate, obviously they did go back to Abydos for, for a little bit in that pilot. D- yes. d- did you go over the film with a fine-tooth comb? Uh, we did. Uh, well, we definitely were looking at the film a lot, and I mean, in the very beginning, we actually had some pieces that ah. we worked from for the beginning of Stargate. Um, they were more, they were, well, I mean, um, some of the, those, um, God, what were they, the kind of the big heads that we used? I mean, oh, the, the horse guards. Co- the horse guards. I mean, that, of course, that kind of goes into the prop cost. I mean, there were so many elements of costume in that show. I mean, I did not do the big, you know, kind of prosthetic heads and things like that. We had this whole, had the whole model shop, I mean, that did a lot of costume pieces and elements. So oh, okay. there was a whole, it was fabulous. So a lot of the armor, headpieces, all that kind of stuff would come through the model shop. Ah, so the and, art director uh, designed this, the serpent heads, for instance. Absolutely, okay. yes. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes, I mean, I would design things that they would create, or it would be a combination of the art department and me, you know, sort of for armor. You know, mm-hmm. so there was a big, you know, kind of interdisciplinary kind of uh, department. It was fabulous. I mean, it was 
absolutely a wonderful experience. You had a real trial by fire for Children of the Gods. I mean, obviously, we, we mm. visit Abydos <laughs> in the second act or so, but then when we get to Chulak and we oh. see all of Apophis's oh. legions, you know, you have tons, and t- not only do you have Jaffa yeah. costumes, but then you have the... Uh, the all the escaping people. The escaping yeah. people, and then yeah. on top of that, you have this, the, 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 the ghouled lords with all of their That's extravagant right. costumes. Yeah. Yeah. How did yeah, you get through was... that? Well, it's all a very faint dream now. I remember we, it was a relatively tight time frame, and we had to really kind of throw... Th- I mean, we had to be very creative in a very fast way. I mean, I did rent a lot of unusual pieces mm-hmm. from different companies and put them together in ways so that they looked unusual. We did not make everything. I mean, the the the, um, the system lords we made, yeah. and um, and that, but the, the kind of all the people that were escaping... Yeah. That was uh, stuff that we, you know, kind of managed to find a rather large stock, and then we kind of put it all together so it just didn't look like Earth. You went to these other vendors to get this stuff. Was this because mm-hmm. of the, the time constraints, or was it because they were mostly background players that weren't going to well, get a lot of focus? Well, I mean, a bit of each. I mean, there's a budgetary constraint, yeah. and certain, but it, it, it was really very much a time constraint. Okay. You know, because I don't remember exactly, but, I mean, we were just working in a tiny space with the carpenters yeah. next door, and... You know, things changed hugely over the years, but in the beginning, like most beginnings, it was relatively small, and, um, you know, we had to do it quickly, so that was probably the lead, the guiding force there. The model makers, at least in the olden days, refer to it a lot as kit bashing, but I remember seeing oh. you uh, in the DVD special features for the oh, early yeah. SG-1 seasons, and they had, <laughs> you were showing off Amonette's headpiece, and you had attached oh. a snake head to oh. her headpiece. So you, did you do a lot of uh, as, assembling to, to get a lot of different styles and different, oh, uh, different yeah. ideas for the system lords? Because we didn't know really yeah. who the gold were at that point. No, absolutely. No, I mean, we, well, we just kind of pulled out all stops trying to find ways of creating new things and using different materials and, you know, whatever we could lay our hands mm-hmm. on. So, yeah. My favorite episode to this day is mm-hmm. the two-parter in season five, Summit and Last Stand, with, oh. as Daniel would put it, the Gould oh. Mardi Gras. Yeah. So you right. had <laughs> you had a bunch of different Gould there from yeah. all different all different backgrounds. Was yeah. that an interesting challenge as well? Was I it a bunch lo- of the yeah, same? Yeah, that was a fabulous show. Yeah, no, I lo- I remember that was I loved that. I mean, yeah, and we had I by that time we had a big staff and we had you know more facilities and we were able to kind of you know, put a lot of detail into quite a lot of those costumes. And, you know, it, it's, it was really rewarding. And, you know, on, a, on those kind of costumes, I mean, they're one, one-offs, you know, so you put a yeah. lot of detail into it. It's not like you're doing a mass world where you've got to create a, you know, a feeling and a, a flavor, but and you're going to see a certain, you know, a reasonable amount of each costume. So, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we often manipulated fabric. Exactly. Though. And it was just, you know, it, it was... Um, it was a wonderful challenge, yeah. Well, when it comes down to it, you have no choice but to work with earth materials. <laughs> well, this is exactly. I mean, and then, of course, the challenge sometimes is to make earth materials look like not earth materials. And I can find, I remember a couple of episodes, and this goes way back into the early days where mm. things did not work out the way they were supposed to. And it was quite panicky because you're, you're trying to do something that will look interesting, good, and fit the story. And then suddenly, three or four days into it, it's obviously not working, and you've only got like two or three days left. So, Do you remember any were, specifics? 
Oh, you know, I can't. I'm sorry. This is like probably going back to I know. year two or three I of, of uh, Stargate. But I remember one in particularly. Oh, yeah, no, it was some. Um, I don't remember the name of the show, but we were doing these mud heads and my gosh it didn't work the mud heads didn't work and then there was another one which i can't remember exactly but we were doing something and the material literally was not doing what we wanted to do and i had to go to the producer and at the time it was uh, michael greenberg and yeah. he was fabulous and i said this isn't working and he said what can we do and we came up with a simplified version that you know, I mean, nobody knew that there was a mistake, but it was like we had to, like, mm -hmm. pull right back and go in a different direction instantly. One of my favorite costumes was uh, in season two, you guys did an episode called One False Step, where you basically had these naked people running oh, around who had yeah. paint all yeah. over their yeah. bodies from head to yeah. toe. What an extraordinary job. That was fun because that was actually, they we made, um, like, nude bodysuits. Yes, and paint and put the paint on that because they, these uh, people couldn't be naked. <laughs> so it was finding a fabric, and then I had a fabulous cutter at the time, who managed to make those suits with virtually no exterior seams. So all the seaming, you know, normally you have seams here, seams there, yeah. and I mean, we had to kind of hide it so it looked as much like skin as humanly possible. And I thought she did a fabulous job. That and, was a um, really good show. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. That was a huge challenge, and um, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. That was fun. <laughs> You're bringing back all sorts of good good memories, actually. Well, That's at least great. I'm not bringing back nightmares. <laughs> no, well, no. Some of them are like, oh God, how did we do that? But it, but it's all good in the end, you know, because it was fun. Exactly. I, Cliff Simon is a friend of mine, and I've spoken mm. with on numerous occasions, and he has always praised you and your your oh. team's work for all the different costumes that you did for Ball. Everything oh, I, down. I mean, he always when it, uh in Reckoning in season eight, he had these beautiful boots under this gold robe oh. that he had. And he said, I, I want people to see the boots. They're oh, so extraordinary. <laughs> he was definitely, when he first came on the scene, he was always one of our favorites because he was evil and elegant. He looks and, good in the clothes. And he wore clothes brilliantly. I mean, it, it, he's, I mean, you know, sometimes you get the odd actor who, you know, I, for some reason, it doesn't matter what you do. It looks awkward. But he wore clothes, or wears them, not wore them, but he wore those clothes brilliantly. And uh, it was a pleasure working with him. And, uh, yeah. What are some of, of, of the people who you've enjoyed designing clothes for? Rachel Luttrell. Rachel Luttrell. Oh. She, she looks great in anything you put her in. Yeah, no, she was, she was fabulous. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure I have specific favorites. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, they, were all, they all offer their challenges and some more interesting than others. But uh, I mean, Christopher Judge was actually a fabulous person to dress to. I mean, he um, wore his robes and his thing beautifully. He was, he was the kind of person that you could put anything on and he would look good because there was the odd time we kind of stepped out and put him in something else and it was, it was fun, you know. So, yeah, but they all are good. When uh, Chris uh, did Affinity, he was going to try to blend into Earth culture. He says that you and he went out and just shopped for stuff for Teal to go. wear. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. No, well, he but he's a bit of a clothes horse. He loves clothes, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, looks fabulous all the time. So, yeah. With SG One, did they advise you on what the uniforms would be, what to wear? I mean, I, I imagine it's it's a little bit. I, maybe I don't know. They, the, everyone at the base had to wear very specific yeah. Air Force style clothing, vests, Absolutely. armor, 
Mm-hmm. Did were you? Was that kind of like a breathing space for you, where the no. Air Force really did stuff and gave you instructions, or did it make things more complicated? Well, it was um, it was a totally the opposite kind of end of the spectrum, challenge wise. I mean, we worked very very closely with the the Air Force. I mean, it was uh, we we had to try and make things exactly Authentic. right because we were representing the U.S. Air Force. So we had a lot of um, help from them. They would come up. They would you know, answer all our questions. We yeah. had wonderful yeah. liaisons that would kind of answer our questions regarding insignia and stuff. And I actually, my assistant, I had to sort of put it in somebody's hands so that they would focus on it because it's yeah. kind of the minutia. And, you know, like all rules, there's always the little sub-rules that break the big rules. And so she was very, very good about, you know, just kind of following it as, and was very a meticulous person. So we managed to get through, although there were a couple of rather bad mistakes we made along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the only thing that was not quite in that line was the base uniform that they wore, which was kind of an amalgam of um, the BDU-type uniform. Exactly. That we they made. had their greens but, and their blues. Their greens and their blues. and But we made all of that to to work for our team. And, I mean, it was it was obviously done with the approval, but it wasn't. that was not off the rack. Right. Um, but their dress uniforms were actually like the real dress uniforms. And, you know, if we had any kind of big assembly of military types, it was all absolutely what the U.S. Would, military would wear. Mm-hmm. But, but, but our SG-1 team had specially, you know, kind of modified uniforms. And for Atlantis, you yeah. did a new version of uniforms because this is an expedition team. You know, they had the, the two-piece with, with the triangular colors yeah. on the front to identify, yeah. like, yeah. either military or science or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, tell yeah. us about that process. Martin Wood, our director, and I kind of, you know, talked about that. And, I mean, he, I mean, it, it wasn't a military outfit. So we right. were trying to make something that was more, you know, kind of had a uniform but a civilian, you know, kind of uh, sensibility to it. So we kind of thought of taking some elements from the sporting clothes mm-hmm. um, and making that work with the uniform. And, it, you know, it, it had its good bits and its bad bits, but it was sort of the, that was where we kind of started it. The Wraith were such a different nemesis I than know, the Glow I love Old. Them. Uh, I love them. Tell us about yes. creating those costumes. <sighs> and obviously, you know, you're working with, with makeup extensively because those, yes. those appliances yeah. have to go on right down to the hands. A lot of what you do is like you look at artwork and, mm-hmm. and kind of get feelings. I mean, um, there was sort of like, I don't know, insect, bat, um, yeah. you know, kind of uh, all sorts of weird uh, creatures that kind of like gave you kind of feelings. I mean, in the original sort of just basic concepts, I know I had sort of like a bat feel. I mean, just just sort of trying to get ideas from where to go. But um, it was I loved those characters. They were so much fun, and they were so evil and beautiful yes. at the same time. That was my feeling. They were evil, and the Wraith Queen. I mean, I just loved mm-hmm. her. She was just like. Um, a lot of fun to do. Andy Frizzell is pure awesomeness. Wasn't she fabulous? Yeah, <laughs> no, great. absolutely. Loved her a lot. Yeah, and uh, the, the just the the race and their kind of great robes kind of going in, and then the unit, the guys that were the uh, guards, they yes. were very they were very creepy. And of course, that was all the model shop did a fabulous job of creating all that sort of. It was sort of like bone, you know, bone armor. Yeah, the he- yeah. Just, 
Oh, I like it was so weird. I loved the Orai, how the missionaries had very simple clothing, but there's a sinisterness behind it that you mm-hmm. um what was that an interesting an interesting direction to explore? I mean like dressing dressing the doci, Julian Sands, you know, he has this very ornate flowing robes, this very different from the Gould. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that evolution, it just um, seemed like a, another direction that we needed to explore, and I think it did work, yes. I believe you handed the torch to Valerie Halverson when you when you left Atlantis in the mid-season th- yeah. four, I believe? I did three seasons, and then I was able to do the two Stargate movies. Yes, okay. Because I went back to that. I mean, okay. we, you know, it was just like the whole the whole thing kind of got uh, too big. You know, obviously we were doing, you know, two shows and then we had a little offspring in the background here, so, so which turned out to be Sanctuary. Exactly. Um, haven't mentioned that one yet. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to get <laughs> but, to that in about two minutes. <laughs> no, but anyway, so, so yeah, so, but um, they offered me the two Stargate movies and because I was, I was very honored to be able to go back and do that because I loved that show and... And so that it was at that point that it seemed like a good time to pass on and and let somebody else take over. And then Sanctuary was in its infant stage, and I was very interested in that because mm-hmm. there were people I had worked with, and um, it was uh, a, another totally new concept. So it seemed like a really interesting thing to explore. And so, so you were looking for new challenges. I was looking for new challenges, and I think yeah, I think I needed to move, and I think it worked out really well. Certainly for me, it did. It was fabulous. So, I mean, I miss the, I miss Stargate. I miss uh, a lot of that. But I mean, because a lot of, of the, them are there. Well, I've, that, that's the whole thing. I mean, it's almost like this extended family. And I mean, I've got, <laughs> I mean, some of the fabulous people I've worked with over the last years are here. And uh, it's, you know, this is also a, a really wonderful new show. So tell us about some of the challenges of working on this show. You know, it's it's much more earth based, but, you know, it has it, yeah. and it has a lot of historical roots, especially yes, with the, the legends of the five invisible yeah. woman in Tesla. Uh, yeah. You guys are going into season two. Tell us about what What are you most excited about this well, we're year? Well, we're almost finished. I mean, we've yeah. got three weeks left. Well, I mean, it's it's grown hugely. I mean, when I think of where it started with the um, webisodes, you know, our internet, and I mean, that was quite fabulous because from an art point of view, it was, um, it was very, very different. It was a um, combination of TV and the gaming world, and we yeah. had a very yeah. different you know, vision, and it it was very exciting because it was trying out something very, very different. <clears throat> and then last year when it went to TV, to some degree, it, it modified it a little bit, but it also ex- gave us the opportunity to do more because there was, you know, more op- you know, more capability, shall we say? Yeah, you're going from computer to television. Did you have to start from scratch at all? It was like, oh well, man, we, this worked out so well. Well, I know, but what they did was, I mean, basically we took those two hours of webisodes and we redid them for television for the mm-hmm. first season. Mm-hmm. So the story was sort of maintained but expanded a bit, and then mm-hmm. we we literally they they inserted a few of the original scenes yes. that they could. But the rest of it was completely reshot. So it started it all over again from scratch for television. And then this year it's expanded it um, considerably. I mean, the the first year our green screen was like a, a postage stamp, and now we've got this huge <laughs> stage that's all green screen. The other very interesting thing about this is we're exploring different parts of the world and different um, ethnic um, peoples. And I've, um, this has been really quite wonderful this year because we've... Um, We've kind of uh, explored South Africa, and we're doing um, the one we're finishing off with is um, 
East Indian. It's uh, the slums of um, uh, Mumbai, which is wow. kind of a. And I mean, we're we're building this whole slum out the back, and we're doing you know kind of a, you know a lot of extras, huge. You know, it's going to be our biggest thing yet. So, you know, we've done New Mexico, and we did some zombies, and so, I mean, although it's not quite on the scale of uh, Stargate and, and Atlantis, it's still exploring some really interesting characters and, uh, you know, kind of different parts of the world, different, um, you know, different areas. So It's, it's a very it, respectable yeah. variety of stuff, you know, you're not, it's not, again, it's not a doctors and lawyers show. No, no, although I am, no, but it's interesting when you brought that up, because I mean, I, I, I this is the first time in a long, long time that I've been, um, you know, going for what I'll say in quotation marks, regular clothes, but <laughs> they still have a, you know, but it's not like suits, you know, we, we have the odd suit, but it's much more interesting that, and the new character that was introduced this year, Kate, the young woman, you see a new woman, um, I've, I've just enjoyed dressing her so much because it's, it's a bit of a mix of Western with little tiny, you know, kind of little elements of her, you know, homeland and, and yeah. things like that. So it's it's been extremely interesting and then you know kind of dressing amanda as magnus oh i what know oh, that leather paint. that leather two-piece suit oh, of yeah. hers i was there earlier this year and it, oh, okay. I mean, the smell coming off oh. of her i just went i mean to, to respect her personal personal space otherwise i just wanted to go up and touch it all over the place <laughs> i know but it's so i mean it's been fun because i mean it's such a difference from carter I mean, I know. you know, it's and so the the process of doing that with her has been. I mean, I mean, I've been really thrilled by it, and I mean, she looks so different, and I mean, it's, so that's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And then we have um, Christopher Heyerdahl, who was in yes. Atlantis, and I mean, he was the um, Athosian when we first met him. He was this kind of long-haired, almost hippie type, you know, <laughs> in the very beginning. And now, you know, he's this kind of sleek, evil, wonderful character. And it's been, so it's been just fabulous working and changing people that you worked with a long time in a different context. You know, mm-hmm. that's been, that's been a lot of fun. You have done an extraordinary job on, on Sanctuary. I mean, Helen's outfits have been great. John, John Druitt specifically is one of my favorites with his coat. Oh, you get the wind going on that guy, and man, he looks <laughs> awesome. So, I know. We see, so we still do make quite a bit, but not in the, in the volume, you know. But the other thing I, you know, sort of look at, I mean, I'm, you know, sincerely hope we have a bit more life. And I mean, shows grow. So, I mean, as you grow, things change. I mean, when we, when we started... Stargate, I mean, we'd have like one or two or, you know, maybe, you know, 10 or 15 people, but not like a lot, you know, so it's interesting how shows grow if you if they have a chance to evolve. And, um, you know, your own area opens up a lot in that process. 